The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Serving spiritual seekers around the world. Unity Online Radio. Are you seeking more energy and ready to have more healings and revealings in your life? Then you've tuned into the right program. For the next hour, listen in as Reverend Temple Hayes, spiritual leader of First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, shares with you tools you can use to transform your life. She will guide you on a journey to create a life that is intentional and dynamic. Now, here's your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And welcome, everyone, and thank you for being on our show, The Intentional Spirit. Um, what a pleasure it is to always uh, serve in this way, to uh, be part of a changing world by reaching people whose world isn't changing, offering tools for a greater way to live, uh, insights in a way to truly go inside. And often we have incredible authors who've gone through such a feat to put down into words uh, part of their life, part of their pathway. Um, that being the case today, we have Laurel Geis, who is an inspirational teacher, an author, and a speaker. And she has uh, this incredible book entitled The Jesus Seeds, Igniting Your Soul-Guided Life. Uh, Laurel, welcome to our show today. Thank you so much. I am just so excited to be with you here today and with your listeners, and I'm filled with gratitude. Well, it's a it's a mutual blessing, um, that's for sure. Well, um, I always like to start out with um, more than uh, the story of of what a book is about. Uh, give us a little bit of the story of you know what you're about. How did you um, do? You have some uh, defining moments in your life that you became more intentional of you know caring about the world and the community and. And and let's face it, it, it takes a lot of courage. A lot of people don't understand this. It takes a lot of courage for you to be a radio host, for you to be a speaker, for you to uh, on paper. <laughs> it does. It takes a lot of courage. You have to break through a lot of perfectionism, a lot of uh, inner critic stuff, right, to become known, uh, to take a stand and say, I feel strong strongly about that and more often than not we don't get to do that type of declaration unless we've gone through some strong things to say I feel strongly about that so what's your story to this uh, incredible awareness that you have well uh, in in my uh, in my life uh, I was a business executive for 30 years and uh, during that time, I was also a spiritual seeker. So I always called myself the weekend student. <laughs> I was always traveling and, uh, and, and learning and seeking. But I always lived a very compartmental, compartmentalized life. And just as you said, Temple, it's, it takes a lot of courage to step out up and into what you're being called to do. And... In 2000, I had this experience that really changed my life. I was meditating one night after a very stressful day at work, and I had learned how to meditate a few years before I had studied with Deepak Chopra, and uh, that meditation was really helping me to reduce the stress in my life. So that's really where I started. It was a stress reduction (laughs) technique. Um, But during this one evening meditation, I was literally transported to another place in time. And I was standing in the desert, and I knew standing there that it was 2,000 years ago. 
And in front of me was this huge mountain, huge mountain. And the rays of the sun were about to come up behind the mountain. And as I looked down at my feet, there was this large ritual bathing pool that had water in it. And the water was so still and calm, you could see the reflection of both the mountain and the sky. And I could feel the cold air on my cheek. And I could feel the dryness of the desert. And I knew that I was in Qumran. And I knew that I was in a scene. And I knew that it was 2,000 years ago, and I was getting ready to cleanse myself before my morning prayers. And all of this I knew with such a certainty um, that, and I could feel it was as real as feeling your hands right now. It was just as solid, the, uh, the sensory experience of it. And as soon as I went to put my hands in the water, I was transported back to my living room. Like, wow. No. What was this experience? And uh, it really just shook me to my core. And I didn't tell anybody about it. Um, because right. I, uh, I, wrote, I wrote it down in my soul journal. But, you know, like I say, this isn't really a water cooler conversation that you have at the office. You know, like, what right. did you do right. last night? You know, um, I had this experience. So, um, but it, it, it always stayed with me. You know, it always stayed with me. Some, when you have those types of experiences, they never seem to leave your, your awareness, right, your consciousness. And then eight years later, I actually went on a trip to Israel. I had some friends of mine from Australia called me up and asked me if I wanted to go with them. I said, yeah, let's go. And we, you know, had a wonderful time going to Jerusalem and uh, going to the Dead Sea. And uh, eventually, one morning... We went into Qumran, and we arrived early before the sun was up. And we were going to go into the archaeological ruins, and we had special permission to go in before the sun came up. So we went into the ruins, and I got separated from my friends. And as I was walking through those ruins, I turned a corner, and I found the exact same spot that I was experiencing in that meditation eight years before. And as I looked, I could see the mountain, and the sun was starting to come up behind the mountain, and in front of my feet was the ritual bathing pool. Now, it didn't have any water in it, but there was a sign that said, ritual bathing pool. (laughs) At that moment, at that moment, this energy came into me and literally knocked me on my knees. So now I'm on my knees in the sand, in these ruins, and all of this information came to me just confirming that, yes, I had been there 2,000 years ago and that I had been in a scene and that Jesus was a friend and that I was going to write this book called The Jesus Seed. You know, just, um, you know, for me, this was so beyond my comprehension of what my reality was that, um, same thing, I didn't really tell anyone about this experience, but I did write it in my soul journal. And so I went back home, and as life would have it, nothing happened for, like, many years. You know, it was 2009, 2010, 2011, 2012. And I thought, this is becoming a cosmic joke, right? I mean, I'm receiving this guidance that I'm going to write this book, but nothing happens. But then it did. Then it did. On January 2nd of 2012, I started to hear the Jesus seeds, and it was like a record in my mind, and I was hearing it over and over. So I sat down. Like, um, Laurel, you you kept hearing like you're to write about Jesus seeds, or was it coming like a song or uh, like a mantra? or um, like a mantra. Yeah, you've lived in this for so long, and I just want to make sure that we kind of paint the story to the, um, you know, to our listeners because they're having to create a visual. So you mm-hmm. just kept hearing, you know, Jesus seeds, Jesus seeds, like that? That's, that's right. It was just mm. like that, Temple, just like that, over and over wow. in my mind. And, yeah, like a mantra, like a mantra. And so that compelled me to sit down, and I would sit down every Sunday, and I would write down what I was hearing. You know, what what were these words, right? And for me, the experience, it was like like someone 
like thoughts in my mind is how I experienced it. Like thoughts in my mind, but I just knew that they were, it didn't feel like uh, my thoughts, if that makes sense. And mm-hmm. so okay. I would I would just write down what I was hearing every single week. And I did that for several weeks until April of that year. And on April 8th, I wrote the last words and uh, the messaging stopped. And that year, April 8th, was Easter Sunday morning. Oh, God. And, <laughs> and yeah. Yeah, and the book was complete, and it was it's such a beautiful book. And I knew from that day, I knew that I had to share the message in the book, but I was really afraid, and I was really scared. I had a lot of fear around, you know, taking this book and, and sharing it out in the world. And I entered into what I called my year of fear, my year of fear. Because all of, you know, all of those doubts were coming up in me. You know, what will people think of me? And, you know, people are going to judge me. And, you know, who am I to share this message? And just mm-hmm. a lot of doubt. And, you know, am I going to lose all, you know, my family? What, you know, am I going to lose my friends? Um, you know, if I share this message, I'm definitely going to have to change my job. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and how am I going to support myself? Uh-huh. So yeah, so so for me that was really you know that year was the you know the one of the biggest challenges of my lifetime because I knew that you know I had for me I had found out you know what my soul mission was what my soul purpose was. You know, why I was here, you know, is to ignite as many soul-guided lives as I can. But it was so scary. It was so scary. But eventually, you know, it became more painful to stay in the life that I was living than to step into this fear of the unknown and really pursue my purpose. And, you know, I would ask that you know, of our listeners, I mean, have you ever been at that point in your life when you knew that if you took the next step, that your life was, everything in your life was going to change? I mean, that, you know, that to me is such a point, a critical point, a choice point, I would say, of transformation. When we can be brave enough and have enough courage to take that step, even though everything that we know is going to fall away and we're going to be uh, really born anew into something that, I, you know, I can say honestly, I had no idea where this was going to go. Yeah. But I had to take the step, right? And and Laurel, up to that time, had you ever done any speaking, you know, to um, to say, I mean, had you ever spoken a lot as a public speaker? Well, I had, um, I was a meditation teacher. Um, I had been sort of, by Deepak Chopra to teach a, a mantra meditation technique. So I was teaching small seminars, and I also was, I, I had taught some soul evolution classes, but it was uh, typically when I would teach, it would be very small, very small intimate groups of people. So actually standing wow. up in, in front of a you know, larger group or, or like today, like talking on the radio or the television or, you know, being interviewed for uh, newspaper articles or magazines. I mean, I had, Temple, I had never done any of that, really. <laughs> wow. And, you really, uh, uh, my hat goes off to you because, uh, you know, you, you really did, you you literally had to have your own Easter moment, you know. You had to totally resurrect and, and, and die of the old old you so the so the new you and the real you could could emerge it, it reminds me of um one of my favorite stories is the story of, of amazing grace about john newton do you know that story i do not okay um well he was a um a slave captain and he kind of followed the ways of his father you know mm-hmm. like you followed the way of the world in corporate america you know, and right. so what happened was that he um, was out at sea one night, and um, they had a huge storm, and 
it almost they were almost all they almost lost their lives in the storm and out of that he had this huge awakening that he wasn't on his life purpose and it catapulted him and then he went on he sat down and he wrote this amazing song called amazing grace so when he's talking about being saved and being wretched and those kind of things he's talking about the direction his life was going in and that he was literally saved to take on this new way of being you know i just love that you know that it's so beautiful. it's so powerful because um it's interpreted, you know, in a lot of different ways. But at the end of the day, it's about that he um, he died so the true he could live. And and so he wrote the most um, performed song of all times, uh, at least in that genre, of course. Mm-hmm. So, but I, I love that. And that's exactly what, what you're talking about is, is you, you move from, you know, the story of how you've lived your life and fitting in and being normal even though we say normal is the cycle on a washing machine, that's about the only <laughs> word normal. <laughs> but now you've you catapulted to uh, a lot of bravery and a, a lot of courage. Um, I'm sure some of our listeners also had an aha moment when you were talking about how you had had this vision. And then all mm-hmm. these years later, you walk into the place and you go, this is what I saw. That's a very um, surreal uh, moment in, in your life, it, it definitely makes you realize that there's no separation between time and space. Um, I had that happen. I've had that happen to me many times, but one of the most significant is um, often when I when I do work in shamanism in a deep meditation. I mm-hmm. I see a tree. And mm-hmm. it's a very particular tree, and it's it's always there to greet me, if you will, mm-hmm. with clothes. When I close, and I woo uh, to Machu Picchu, and I'm walking the grounds of Machu Picchu, and I look, and there's the tree—the very same tree, identical. Wow! Wow! <laughs> and I'm like, we don't have trees like that in Florida. I'm sorry, they have <laughs> usually have oranges on them, or avocados, or mangoes. But it was like, oh wow, you know, time stands. Deal, you know, in those moments, because you know that you're really tapping into a consciousness of, of oneness that's not just a conversation about we're one and we're connected. Uh, you're actually seeing uh, visual imagery that, that make it so. That is uh, really powerful. For those that of you that are just tuning in, I'm talking with Laurel Geist today. She is the up-and-coming author of the book, The Jesus Seeds. She's going to be telling us all about her book, um, uh, Ways in Which to Change Our and Ignite Our Soul Guided Life. You can go to her website, laurelgeist.com. I want to give a shout out to all of you of appreciation for your continuous contributions to support Unity Online Radio so that we can remain uh, one of the leading edge uh, radio shows for uh, an awakening world. And I'm Temple Hayes, and you can join us anytime at Unity Campus or templehayes.com. Thank you so much for being with us. We'll be right back after this short break. As Unity Online Radio continues to expand its programming and outreach to the world, we count on the support of listeners like you. Please make your donation today. Go to www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Wellness expert, Dr. Michelle Robin on Healthy Living. In the game of wellness, there's some basic habits that you need to embrace in order to live a well life. In her book, Wellness on a Shoestring, Robin shows you that complete wellness of body, mind, and spirit doesn't have to cost a fortune. Client Eddie Penrice turned his health around with Dr. Robin's Seven Habits for a Healthy Life. I've got to say my body just embraced the change. Besides feeling better, looking better, thinking more clearly. Many of Robin's seven habits for a healthy life are simple and free. She offers tips and shares real stories from clients like Eddie, who've incorporated the habits into their lives and seen the results. You can make this change by being convicted that you will do it. That you don't need anyone else's assistance or help 
to do it. Make this the year you get healthy. Discover a low-cost, attainable path to feeling better than ever. Order wellness on a shoestring today at www.shopunity.org. Is the world we live in making you ill? Fast food, junk food, feeling overwhelmed, not enough time? People are stressed, anxious, overweight, depressed, and have numerous health issues that are being treated with pills. There really is a way to get back to good health without the use of medication, and it's not rocket science or hard work. Primary brain repair is a simple, natural method developed by Dr. Suka that can give you relief from your symptoms and help prevent long-term health problems. You can have more energy and a release from pain and suffering, along with a new joyful sense of self, increasing your physical, emotional, and spiritual health. It's called Wellness Simplified. Join Dr. Suka on Fridays at 3 p.m. Central Time and learn more about her healing method. Thank you for listening to The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being with Reverend Temple Hayes. If you have a question or comment about today's discussion, you can email us at theintentionalspirit at unityonlineradio.org. Now, here is your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And welcome back, everyone. If you're just coming on board with us, I'm talking today with the inspirational teacher, author, and speaker, Laurel Geis. She's talking about the experience of how um, she started getting this awareness of how important it was for her to write the book, The Jesus Seeds, Igniting Your Soul, Got a Life Up. Laura, I love the the word ignite. Um, our, our mission statement here at our spiritual campus is we inspire, invigorate, and ignite spirit within. I love that word ignite. It's one thing to talk about holding your candle up and being the light. But to me, ignite is a verb often. It's also an action step that you got to do something about it. <laughs> you know, just <laughs> yes. sit under a tree and ohm. Yes. I mean, you can, and you do it in certain phases of your life. But in a world that could use a little bit of energy and support, at this place in our unfoldment, we need some more igniting going on. And your subtitle, Igniting Your Soul Guided Life, um, what does that what does that mean to you and and how did that kind of unfold for you in that in that five word statement? Yeah, well I, I love the way you described the word ignite. Um because that's true, it's an action step, right? So uh-huh. uh for me you know, it's all about igniting your soul-guided life. And when I take a step back and look at it, you know, uh, I'm a soul and you're a soul. And as a soul, we're this energetic impulse from the God force. This evolutionary impulse, let us say, that's always calling us into more, into expanding beyond where we are today and beyond who we are today. And it's that energy that moves us to expand and to grow and to explore and to be in wonder and to be in awe. And as a soul, I believe that we're divinely architected to live a soul-guided life. So in that, it's your soul's responsibility to guide you to higher and higher states of awareness. And in doing so, help you to reveal, help you to discover, or help you to uncover your true authentic life purpose because your soul has the roadmap for your life. And at the same time, I believe it's our responsibility to consciously connect with the soul, to have that intention, to listen to your soul guidance, to align your life with that guidance, and then to act on it. So you become an active participant in the conscious evolution of your life to reveal your life purpose and then to give yourself to the world. So I look at this as living a soul-guided life is really three simple steps. It's one, listen, second, align, 
And then three, act. So listen to our soul guidance, align your life with it, and then act. So it's deceptively simple, but divinely architective way of life. It's a, I call it a lifestyle because it's not something that we do just, you know, a, a couple hours a week. It's a way that we can actually live. And as you said, ignite your life, ignite it, action, taking action. You know, we've all been called, and we've all been called to expand into more and to be more. And I would ask your listeners, you know, have you been called? And do you feel that deep longing inside of you that there's more, that there's more to life that wants to be expressed? Because we're constantly being nudged to become who we came here to be. And that's why I think living a soul-guided life is so important, Temple, because as you said, that, that act, to me it's an action verb, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> ignite, right? So once you step into this way of living and consciously connecting with that guidance and actually enacting it and implementing it in your life, everything begins to change. Everything begins to change. Well, you know, I, I what I, I like, too, is how you were kind of weaving in in the beginning when you were talking about it, actually, of mm-hmm. your, your soul-guided life, your soul-guided purpose. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I think we used to call it um, a reciprocal action. Uh, in other words, um, just as the, you know, plants, when you see a plant, that mm-hmm. is into the sunlight, it, it starts leaning towards the sun. Mm-hmm. Every now yeah. and then you have to change the plant around to give it even disbursement. But if you look at it, it starts leaning towards the sun while equally and mutually at the same time, the sun is reaching towards the plant. And I, and I feel that's a real important thing for all people to understand about the soul mm-hmm. is just as much as the soul is going, I want to know my purpose, I want to know my purpose, I want to know my purpose. At mm-hmm. the same time, what's happening is is we have been given this covenant of he, this is your purpose. You have your purpose. <laughs> your purpose mm-hmm. is guaranteed. And um, yeah. I, I think that's one of the um, modern day disturbances or distractions, if you will, is mm-hmm. I, I don't think that um, everyday people you know, while they're going through the Kmart line, can can step into a space that they believe already that it's a guarantee that their purpose is given and gifted to them. It is a covenant that each of us have to individuate mm-hmm. our own understanding, interpretation, and our gifts to spirit. Don't mm-hmm. you find that to be true? Because um, I think that, in other words, what I'm trying to say underneath all this is I think that a lot of times people think they have to go out, they have to figure it out, they have to mm-hmm. make it happen, they have to work mm-hmm. really hard to get it, they have to retire before it can come. When all the time it's been it's been downloaded in us always, but as you're saying, and I'm thinking that you agree with this kind of philosophy, uh, or mm-hmm. that's what I heard you say, and if you don't, that's mm-hmm. okay too, but once you know that, it it's not just that you're listening to hope one day you're going to find something new you're supposed to do. It's about being attentive so you'll tie, you'll take the right road in order for it to become realized. Is that? Am I understanding you correctly? Is that what yes. you mean? Okay. Yes, that's beautiful because and and you know I believe that it was never meant to be complicated. Right. Right. <laughs> I, I believe it was never meant to be complicated. You know, this is a deceptively simple way to live your life, right? Is that, is to, you know, in that present moment, no matter where you are, no matter what's going on in front of you, is, you know, having that intention to consciously connect in with the soul and to listen to that guidance and then act on it. And then, you know, I teach classes in soul-guided living and you know, as part of that, I teach people uh, soul journaling. So I have a very simple technique that I share uh, with people and that they can do every day. They can help to strengthen that muscle. And like you said, um, you know, a lot of times people think we have to travel to the far ends of the earth or we have, you know, which, you know, we, some of us, we've done that. You know, I admit to that. 
mm-hmm. I admit of to course, traveling, me too, you yeah. know, in, in seeking and in searching. But um, but for me, what became very clear is that you know this this is a very simple process, and it's right there, right in front of you all the time. And as you said, you know, it's that covenant that you know the soul comes here with that purpose, and the soul wants to express that, and divine grace wants to support you. And so once you start stepping into that and stepping into that path, you know, things, things may change. Things may not change in your life. Things may not. But I think it's all a part of our uh, self-actualization, if you will. You know, even from a, a psychology perspective, you know, and, and talking about Maslow and, you know, when he was teaching people about self-actualization, that desire to you know, become everything that we're capable of becoming. And as part of that, we start to become more expressive with our creativity, and we have that quest for spiritual enlightenment and pursuing of knowledge and the desire to give back to society. And as you said earlier, Temple, I think that's it. When we, when we look around in, in the world today, I really believe that there's more that all of us can do, that all of us can do to bring you know, our world into more peace and into more harmony. I actually had a, a, a dream come to me, a vision come to me in a meditation one day. And it was, you know, it was a vision of the earth. And on that earth, I could see all of the souls on the earth. And every soul was following, was living a soul-guided life and very simply stepping into the harmony of that. And with every soul stepping into that, what it created was this, just incredible wave of peace and love and harmony that just spread around the world. And again, it was, it was a simple action, but yet the effects of it were profound. Just mm. profound. That's powerful. That's absolutely powerful. Um, one of the, one of the things that I, I either heard years ago or I, I made up, uh, you know, after you live so long, yeah, <laughs> you, you don't intentionally ever leave anybody out, but you're like, okay, <laughs> where did I hear this? Um, and, and, and how many times in your life, not to get off track, but do you think somebody said something and then you, you find out later that some president said it, you know, or somebody yeah, else said yeah. it and somebody else yeah. was just copying them and you go, okay, right. but, um. <laughs> I like to live by, I think that this could help, you know, some of our listeners today because you've piqued their curiosity. I, I, I like to live by the awareness to pay attention to what knocks on my door three times. Mm. And, um, yes. and, and that's part of, I mean, it, it's the one thing as far as living internally, doing our prayer, our meditation, our silence, that awareness, that developing of the wellspring of infinity in us that gives mm-hmm. us this energy that's off the ceiling. And at the same time, we also do interact with an external world and a mirroring from the world and those kind of things and conversations. So to me, that's been helpful to live by that, to pay attention to what knocks on my door three times, because Mm -hmm. then I go, okay, well, this is probably, you know, mine to do now. Um, because it, there's that third time somebody else has mentioned it, you know, like it could be like to take B12 shots or it could be like, okay, I've been, um, you know, kind of hanging on the sidelines with a little bit of dairy and I've ran into three people talking about how much better they feel without it, you know, which happened to me years ago and then I stopped. So, you know, that kind of thing, right? Um, yes, absolutely. Do you have any any kind of special way that you um, have learned to just kind of pay attention or connect the not the dots that you're having? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes, I do. Um, you know, it's interesting. One thing that I, that I do that I, I'm a big advocate of, and, and I love that phrase connecting the dots is um, because I believe that sometimes it's difficult to look forward to connect the dots. It's easier to look backwards and connect the dots. Mm. And so the way that I, in my life, connect the dots is I have a soul journal. And in that soul journal, I capture a lot of information that comes into me during my day. And 
so one technique that can I share with your listeners today is uh, is about soul journaling. So this is a really simple technique in soul journaling that um, what I do is I get up in the morning time and I engage in my morning meditation. So I, I take myself to that space of silence, uh, that place where we can have that soul connection because your soul is communicating with you through some very gentle, subtle vibrations that we're trying to receive. So moving into that space of silence allows me to do that. And so I meditate, I go to that place of silence, and then I just listen. I just open up my mind and listen. And sometimes I'll get a couple of words or a couple of sentences, but for me it it sounds like uh, it's just thoughts in my mind. And what I do is I write those thoughts or those messages in my solar journal, and then I put the solar journal away, and I don't read that until the next morning. And what I've found is that by allowing myself to have some time between the time that I actually received my soul guidance and when I'm actually reading the soul guidance, I usually leave a day between that, it, it literally allows me to receive the guidance twice. And in the second receipt of the guidance, when I get up the next morning and I open up my soul journal and read the messages from the day before, it allows me to actually cognize that and take the information in. So it's a really simple process, but it's very transformative because, uh, number one, every day you get up and you have this message, and it's such a gift to wake up and have that uh, information for you each day and then going back into the meditation and receiving more. And what I've found is that if we engage in a practice like this, it makes that, it strengthens, it's like working a muscle, it's like exercising a muscle. The more that I do this, the easier and the more clearly it is to start receiving that guidance every day. And that's the first step of the listen to the soul guidance, align your life and act on it. But then also in addition to that, if I have any dreams that I remember, I always write down my dreams in my soul journal and I'll uh, interpret those dreams and see what messages there are. And then, of course, all of us walking through our normal day, there's messages coming in from the universe all day long. (laughs) So if there's a particular animal that shows up, I'm very big into the animals (laughs) um, coming into my life. and. Like one time I was in a city and I saw a bobcat. Now, you know, I mean, come on. (laughs) Well, that that doesn't happen too often walking down Main Street now. It doesn't. It doesn't. (laughs) A bobcat. I'm like, really? So I pay attention to that. Did you offer him a copy of your book? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Would you like me to sign your book, Mr. Bobcat? It was it was amazing. So that was that was journal worthy, you know. So I put that in the journal. So um, and then, like you said, if I hear something three times, I'll write that in there. But then um, what I do is I go back once a week. I actually do this once a week, and then at the end of the month, and then like at the end of the quarter, I do what I call soul check-ins. So um, and actually, I did a blog about this on Vivid Life. There's a mid-year check-in, and there's also an end-of-year check-in. So if you want to. Uh, look at uh, that process. It's out on my website. But I actually go back and look at, you know, what kinds of messages am I seeing? What are the signs? You know, what are the songs that are coming up? You know, what are people saying to me? And Temple, I think that for me, that's the way that I connect the dots. Yes. Because I think there's so much coming at us that we don't always have, for me, I just don't always have the opportunity to synthesize it all. Is mm-hmm. it's happening. But yet, if you can just capture it, and it's easy to have a little journal, you know, with you in your pocket or in your purse that, you know, just write these things down. And it becomes really magical <laughs> when you start to look at, you know, all these different incidents that happen in your life. And also, I don't think there's like a time, you know, a time limit on it. Just like with the Jesus seeds, you know, I had some messaging that the book was going to be coming, but then it took, you know, four years. Right? Right. Now that was four right. years, you know, our time, not divine time. Um, but I still had that in my soul journal, and I could actually go back and look at that. So I think that's a, a great tool for people to use. And 
I encourage them to try the soul journaling because that has, I've taught that technique to thousands of people and it really is very transformative. And it goes back and ties into, you know, living that soul-guided life that the messaging is, is for you. And I find it very empowering because I'm not looking outside of myself for the answers to what the next step is. I'm looking to myself. Oh, that's powerful. uh, Laura, I'm looking on your website, and what, um, which one of the sitemaps, where do I go to find the form, did you say, or is it in your book? Um, Well, the uh, mid-year check-in, that's Uh actually um, under the blog section. So if you go on on the website, you'll see blogs. There's a couple of blog postings there. Right. Um, and everyone can get the the uh, process on there and, uh, oh, good. and, and, and okay. use it. And I love that review process. I love going back once a week and once a month and then, you know, every couple months. And then the big review for me <laughs> is the year-end review. When I actually okay. sit down and I actually read through my journals for the whole year. And I can tell you that is such a powerful practice, just a very powerful practice, because not only can you see all of the messages that came forth and how you connected the dots, because the dots are always moving you forward, but you can also literally see how you yourself, how you have transformed, how your consciousness has expanded, how your awareness has literally gone to higher and higher uh, realms of awareness by watching yourself and observing yourself through that evolutionary process. So that's to beautiful. Me, that's, that's how you, you know, really act. That's how you ignite your soul-guided life. That's how you become an active participant in your soul-guided life, by actually using this. And as I said earlier, it was never meant to be complicated. Right. That's a, that's a key thing. It's it's not meant to be complicated. What makes it complicated it's when we're not going with the flow of our lives. We're not going with our boat in the flow of the, the the stream of life. I'm Temple Hayes, and I'm talking today with Laurel Geis. want to thank all of you for participating with our show. We're going to be back following this short break. And don't forget to visit us at unitycampus.org or templehayes.com. We'll be right back. The free prayer app from Silent Unity. For more than a century, people from all over the world and all walks of life have turned to Silent Unity. With You Pray, our confidential prayer support is easy and convenient to access. With You Pray, you can send your prayer directly to Silent Unity. You Pray also includes affirmations you can share with family and friends, plus audio meditations for your prayer time. For more about the free You Pray app and links to download, visit silentunity.org/app. That's silentunity.org slash A-P-P. We now return to The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being. With your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. 
Yeah, and here we are, and thank you for listening, and we're talking with Laurel Geist today, inspirational teacher, speaker, author, and she definitely has some tools to give us when she talks about the Jesus Seeds. Um, you can go to her website at laurelgeist, that's G-E-I-S-E dot com, and you can also find her on Facebook, along with the thousands of other people that have found her, so we see... Um, Laurel, you were talking about uh, three steps. You were talking about listen. Mm-hmm. You were talking about align, which we've somewhat covered um, because you don't align without having the awareness of being awake. So we kind of, you know, touch base upon that. And you were talking about act uh, and mm-hmm. the value of that because, you know, you can get all the clues in the world, but if you don't put your feet in front of you, you're not going to find your way to uh, Disneyland. <laughs> I don't know why that came up. Anyway, so um, tell me um, a little bit about um, alignment. Because I, I, what I find with people is we all have a different idea of what a word means. Sure. You know, sure. and so yeah. mm-hmm. what, when you say align, um, what do you mean? So um, for me, alignment is if we start with listen. So we're listening we're capturing information, we're writing that in our soul journal. We're, um, then once we start to connect the dots, to me that's the alignment, is connecting the dots. So, you, okay. so you, you, you're watching the messaging that's coming in um, and all, you know, all of the signs that the universe is, is sharing with you, and then you, you look at it and you, you know, interpret it. It's like being on an adventure, right? <laughs> I think this is like one giant adventure. You know, I feel like Indiana Jones, you know, you're getting like pieces of the puzzle. And how do I put that together? And to me, that's the alignment part. So it's, you know, it's it's looking at all of that, putting that together, synthesizing it, you know, sitting with it, feeling it in your heart. You know, how does this feel to you? And, you know, what changes, what changed what I need to make in my life? to actually allow me to take the next step on my path. Mm. What, what are those changes? They're, they're, you know, they're baby steps. They don't need to be anything radical, you know. They're baby steps. But maybe it's, it could be as simple as, you know what, I think I'm going to give myself five minutes a day to sit down and soul journal. You know, to me, that's an alignment thought. And then the third step is the action. So then I, I physically enact what I see that's coming from my guidance. So that's how I'm actually living my life is I have all this messaging and my soul journaling, and there are definitely themes <laughs> that come up that, you know, this, I'm very clear that, you know, this needs to be my next step. And, and then how do I ma- take a baby step? How do I just shift my life a little bit? How do I line my life with that? And then the third step of acting. And because for me, I have found that acting is the toughest part because action is what takes me into that space of fear. And I, what I have found is that, you know, that fear, it doesn't go away. But once we start to live a soul-guided life, there's this really deep knowingness, a deep faith, you know, that once you truly start to understand this process and understand and embody your life purpose, embodying it, the fear starts to dissolve. And once it starts to dissolve, it begins to be replaced by a boldness. And it's a knowingness that only you can give your gifts to the world. We're all unique. And each one of us has a gift to give. And I know we've all heard that before, but if you think about it, everyone's gift is a little different, and we need everyone's gifts in the world right now. And you start to get this clarity that becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. And then with each step that you take, there are forces that are seen and unseen that support you. And the doors start to open and the opportunities start to arise. And then that step propels you into becoming your fullest potential. So that's, that's what I think of when I look at those three steps, listen, align, and act. And that's really what the Jesus Seeds is about. If you get a copy of the book, and I encourage you to do so, 
you know, this book takes the reader on a journey of the soul as we engage in soul-guided living and consciously embodying the soul. Um, you know, Sri Aurobindo talked about that. He was an Indian avatar and saint. He talked about the divinization of the human body, the fact that we are divine and, and stepping into it. And this process of embodying this soul guidance fully empowers each of us. And so as our soul has the roadmap to these higher levels of awareness and our soul nudges us down our individual path so that we can unleash our magnificence in the world and claim our birthright and just simply embrace our soul as our personal GPS and taking that shift, actually literally moving from ego-driven to a soul-guided life allows us to reveal that potentiality. So the book itself has simple tools and techniques so that we can tap into this soul guidance. But what's interesting is in addition to the words that are in the book and the teachings, there's also an energy about the book. The energy, I look at the book as an energetic tool because the book itself contains a very high frequency, a very high vibration, if you will, that literally lifts and shifts the consciousness of the reader so, when I, you know, it's interesting, Temple, when I'm out doing book signings and teachings and speaking, I, you know, I, I love seeing people pick up the book for the first time <laughs> because I can see the energy moving and I can see it on their face and people will show me, they'll go, oh, look, I have goosebumps. Look at my goosebumps. <laughs> you know? mm. Or, oh, I can feel tingles going through my body. So, you know, it's a very interesting book because it literally engages both sides of your brain. It, You know, there's that left side, the, you know, logical, here's, you know, the journey of the soul and how we can embody uh, and live this soul-guided life. But then it also connects with the, you know, intuitive right brain. And it's a very interesting experience to uh, have this book and literally hold the book and to read the words, but to, to feel it. And I believe the book is a key ingredient in igniting your soul guided life because it ignites your mind, because it paints this potential of your life, while at the same time, it lifts and shifts your consciousness. And uh, I invite our our readers to uh, get a copy. It's available on Amazon and Barnes and uh, Nobles.com or at your local bookstore. Um, And I would love to love to hear from people because I'm getting messages and emails and phone calls from people all over the world just telling me about the experiences that they're having uh, by using the tools in the book and by reading the book and uh, just having the book, you know, sitting by their bedside. And that's got to make you feel just like like time standing still. Like, are you kidding me? Uh, not too long ago, I was in the corporate world having to decide what to talk about at the water fountain. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that's exactly right. I, I mean, it, it, that's exactly right. And, it, you know, it is, you know, what I find for me, it is just, you know, pushing out the boundaries of my reality. Because I think I had really constrained my life into, you know, this is, you know, this is my life, you know, living in this corporate world. And as I, you know, took this leap and started living my life this way, it, you know, everything just started to change. And there is, you know, there is nothing more heartwarming than, you know, connecting with someone and having them tell you that, you know, that they've, they've employed, that they're, actually using soul-guided journaling in their life and how it's made a difference in their life and how empowering it is for them. And uh, that that truly warms my heart and gives me the courage to keep doing this, <laughs> to keep taking these steps and keep doing what I'm being asked to do, even though a lot of times I'm, I'm kind of afraid. But, um, but on the other side of that, fear really is all the glory that you're here to share. And each and every one of us has that opportunity. So thanks for Temple for letting me share this with your listeners. I'm I'm so grateful. My heart is so full of love right now. And um, oh, yeah, just, uh, you, it's your humility comes through um, in your uh, on the line and and through you of just that you're you're just um, I truly resonate. You're just truly uh, connecting with the message and. Um, and that that's what it's all about 
you know, it's like someone said to me, um, how did you get to be so comfortable, you know, putting your name on banner, uh, your face on banners and stuff like that? And I said, you're implying I'm comfortable. It's not that I'm necessarily comfortable. I'm just willing to do whatever it takes to get the message of, you know, of what we're wanting to impart in the world. And you have to uh, be a little braver and a little bolder. Uh, within your lifetime in order for that to happen while at the same time knowing that um, the universe is in alignment with helping you out well it's been a pleasure talking with you today Miss um, Laurel Geis and all of you listening you can go to laurelgeis.com thank you for being moved by this segment and forwarding it over to your friends and family many people that you know that are just waiting to hear hear that the pot right in front of them that all they need to do is they need to listen align and act laurel thank you so much for being on our show and many blessings as you continue to reach the people whose world isn't changing by you allowing possibilities of change so thank you for being with us appreciate you well thank you and um i just wanted to let everyone know too that if they do go to my website i have a free monthly teleseminar on soul guided living and um, I would invite you to join us. All you have to do is just sign up. Uh, it's on my website at laurelgeist.com. And would love okay. to have you join us uh, for that monthly free class. So thank you, Temple, again. It's been wonderful to be here. Very grateful. And uh, thank you to all of your listeners. Oh, yeah. Many blessings to you. Thank you so much on this incredible journey that we call life. Thank you for tuning in to The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being with Reverend Temple Hayes. Join us every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Central for tools and simple applications which will support you from being alive to fully living. This program is brought to you in part by First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida. To learn more about this ministry, go to www.unitycampus.org or www.templehaze.org. The benefits of spiritually conscious living start now. For a time-tested method to live with purpose and release your infinite potential, tune in to the Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way, with Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien, every Thursday morning at 10 a.m. Central, 8 a.m. Pacific, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Inspiration only takes a moment. We invite you to consider these words from Unity author Charles Roth. Live deeply in the present moment. If you are going to work on the premise that real energy, real excitement, that feeling of being fully and enthusiastically alive comes from a source within you, then it follows that you have to spend some time getting acquainted, being at home in those far reaches of inner space. Peace is power, for out of stillness, strength is born, and out of inner harmony, productivity flourishes. Rest in that inner peace. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. notice that there might be something not quite right, but you just can't put your finger on it? We may describe it as an inner stirring, a restlessness, a yearning to find our way home to our heart and higher purpose. Some of us may feel like we are living on borrowed time, that despite our accomplishments, what was once so important to us now just feels empty and meaningless. If you find your heart longing, wanting, looking for a path home to authenticity and purpose, join us for transformation, inspiration, hope, 
and possibility. Move toward your higher calling. Listen to The Call of Spirit with Evelyn Foreman and tune in to Possibility every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Central Time here on Unity Online Radio. Life is hard, and sometimes you need a little help and guidance. I'm Laura West, host of A Guided Life podcast, and I believe that help is all around us. We just have to ask for it. The universe has a way of guiding us forward with the help of our past loved ones, angels, spirit guides, and ascended masters. On the podcast, I love to explore these ideas with incredible guests and let people know that they are never alone. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you can join me on this journey. Part of the mindbodyspirit.fm network and wherever you get your podcasts.